at this juncture, I would like to show my appreciation to the leadership of the house. Pastor John and our Mrs. Grace. God bless you. And the entire presbytery as well. I'm, I really appreciate it. And again, even though I started with them, but let us also appreciate our father as well. I mean, for me, it's an honor to be speaking while it's my... <laughs> but it's an honor to speak before you, and I'm privileged. I'm privileged. <laughs> Fresh. I will not be silent. When we started the service, the opening prayer, during the prayer, there's something about dependence. Dependence. See, there's, an, there, there's something in our system or in our world now that is more of being independent. Being independent. Being independent from authority. Trying to live on your own. Trying to move by your own understanding. But right from the opening prayer down to when our, our Dr. Depot was ministering, there's something about dependence. Dependence. If we can read Psalm 23 for me. Psalm 23, and I read in Jesus' name. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. It's, it's so amazing that when you listen to the text, right from the beginning down to the last text, it's all about dependence. If you're not careful, you will miss it. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. Last month, we were talking about God revealed. For David, God was revealed in the form of a shepherd because that was what he did. But today, for you and I, God is revealed in the person of Christ Jesus. If you read John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5, he says, nothing was made that was made without him. Think about it. Throughout the text, it's all about dependence. But look at what the world is telling us nowadays. To be independent of authority. What is man without God? What is man without God? God without man is God. But man without God is nothing.
dependence. Empowered for impact. That's our theme for this month. And one thing to notice, empowerment begins with impact. And at the same time, impact also begins with empowerment. It's one without the other. It cannot go. So, if I'm talking about dependence, dependence dependence empowered for impact the theme tells me or as it speaks to me by the text Romans chapter 1 verse 1 to 5 you can see that Paul is trying to introduce himself could you read it? Read it for me, please. Yes, please. Romans chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. I yes. read in Jesus' name. Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before, before the, through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be the son of God, with power according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. Through him, we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Amen. Amen. Again, I want you to notice something. In the beginning, Paul tries to introduce himself. And he introduces himself and afterwards, all he does is try to establish the authority upon which he introduced himself. Take a good look at the text again. He says, Paul, I am a servant of God. But, but by what right are you a servant of God? And so if you see, he introduces himself in, only in the first verse. But the rest, he tries to establish the authority upon which he is introducing himself. So by what means are you introducing yourself in your community? Dependence. Dependence. He is introducing himself to a group of people to give them a word. But then he makes sure that he doesn't go independent of his authority. He speaks on the authority given to him from above. Dependence. One thing again to notice through the text, you can see three things in that particular text. He says, through him, we received to win people, not things. If you go through the text again, shall we read it again? Shall we? Yes, let's do it again. From verse 1. Yes. Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be the son of God, with power according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. Through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Amen. Amen. 
all of what he's saying is that we may stand on that authority and win people, not things. We have been given the, the gift of apostleship not to flaunt our possessions. The, the gift of apostleship is not to flaunt what you have got through your own means of work or something. No. The gift has been given to you that you may win people. So throughout the text, I, I want us to pick these three things. If you are picking notes or if you are making notes, I want you to write these things down. First, there's seed or source. So seed and source, the same thing. I'll be interchanging them. So there's seed and there's a source or both are the same. The second thing is water or nourishment. So there is seed or source. Second thing is there is water or nourishment. The third thing is growth. And the fourth thing is reproduction. So everything I'll be saying will be centered around these four things. And the, the theme gives us the opportunity to explore these things. Like I already said, empowerment comes with impact. And impact comes with empowerment. So, we already understand what being empowered means. Empowered means being given authority or being given legal or official power to do something. And four. Four is an English word, but I'm not here to teach English, but just to give the basis so that we can have an understanding. When you see four in most of the time, any phrase, it is to reveal the objective so empowered, you've been giving something. For? For what? So the for there reveals the purpose. And it also denotes in this context how we grow to fulfill that objective. So empowered for impact. Impact is to come into contact with somebody. Impact is to bump into somebody. That's more violent, but we are not violent. Amen. So impact is also, it also means colliding or in collision. Basically, if you bump into somebody, if you come into contact with somebody, that is impact. But impact also has another meaning, which means influence, affect, move, or reach. So I may meet you on the wayside and I'll say something and you'll be moved by it. I have impacted you. But the thing is, if I didn't meet you, the impact the second version of the impact wouldn't be complete. It wouldn't add up. Because if I meet you and I pass by you, I haven't impacted you. So once I meet you, I say something to you, then the second aspect of the word, impact, which is to affect, influence, or move, or reach, then the word becomes complete. So let's go to the case study for today. Uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. That was when uh, Jesus and Peter first met. So today I'm using Peter, but don't get carried away by the character Peter. The, the foundation of this all is Christ Jesus. Even though I'm using Peter, but I want you to focus on Christ in everything I'm saying. So, Christ comes into contact with Peter. Luke chapter 5 verse 1 to 11. Luke chapter 5 verse 1 to 11. I read in Jesus' name. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, 
that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will, let, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they, sig they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both, and they came and filled both the boats, so, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at, the, at Jesus' knees and saying, Depart from me. For I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and, and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of, of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, for now on, you, on, you will, for now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and, fo and followed him. Amen. Amen. Wow. So one thing to notice it is that let's, let's, let's get into our imagination a little bit. Imagine you standing by the roadside and you see somebody coming and the person is being thronged by a lot of people. So the person has some sort of influence. So you see somebody passing by and it's like everybody is trying to take a selfie with the person. They are all following him. If you are a bystander, it gives you an impression of the person. It means the person carries something. So once Jesus comes to Peter's boat, and he asks to use his boat to preach. So he does that. Once he's done, notice that he, he, he tells Peter, put your net that way. Or he gives him a direction as to how to fish. But then, one thing to note about the text is, Peter sort of doubts a little bit. Imagine, like I said, you are standing by the road. Some, someone is being thrown by a lot of people. And then the person comes to you out of everybody that is following them. They come to you and they're like, could you please give me your phone so I can make a call to somebody? And you are doubting. You are doubting whether this person's intentions are clear or not clear. Like, you are thinking, what is his motive? But then Peter says something. He's like, Master, he recognizes the, 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 the sort of influence Jesus, Jesus has, but with a little bit of contempt. I want you to picture it with me. He says, Master, because if, if you believe he is the master, why then do you tell him your experience as to how to catch fish? Because if, 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 if I'm an IT person, and you who hasn't studied IT before, you come to my workplace and you tell me how to do my work. It's like, what are you trying to tell me? It's a bit funny. So he, you have used my boat to preach. If you are done, go away. Now you are telling me how to catch fish. So he says master, but in him saying master, there's, there's a little bit of contempt in that, that, that respect he gives him. It's not like a full recognition of his power. 
there's a bit of contempt there. But then, afterwards, once he followed his command, he said something, but at your word. Dependence, but with a little bit of doubt. But at your word. But at your word. So he does it. Then afterwards, I want you to use the expression that he used afterwards. Instead of master, he said something. He said, oh Lord. That's, that's the contrast I want you to see. He said master with a bit of contempt. What do you mean? Are you the one going to teach me my job? But then he puts in the net at his word. Depending on his word. Then he puts in the net. Now his catch is breaking his ship. At that side, see, he doesn't immediately go to pull the net. He drops the net and he acknowledges the power in the man that gave him the word. Dependence. He says, at your word. But with a little bit of doubt. But anyway, I'll take the step. God is saying, go forward in your life. Take that job. Go for the driving license test. Just go for it. Just take the step. Talk to that person. But because there's a little bit of doubt, a little teeny weeny bit of doubt. But I want you to say this morning, Father, at your word. Father, at your word. I will take the step. So Peter takes the step. He does the thing. He puts the net on the side. And he, he has a, a, a very huge catch. But then immediately he, he acknowledges and his, his tone changes. Oh Lord. What does he say afterwards, please? Oh Lord, for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which, which they had taken. No, before that. Depart from me, oh. for I am a sinful man. That is impact. Like I told you, impact begins with empowerment. And empowerment begins with impact. So here, Peter was being empowered because he had come into contact with Jesus. And I told you, if I come into contact with you and I don't say nothing, I haven't impacted you. If what I tell you or if I come into contact with you and I say something and it doesn't change something in you, the impact hasn't arrived. I have collided with you, but I haven't influenced you. That is the point. Jesus came into contact with Peter, with all the influence, people following him and all of that. But it took something that Peter related to. Fish. He knew how to fish. He's an experienced fisherman. That's his business. But by that, and at the time where he was fishing, it wasn't that time where it was sort of the conditions were ripe to catch fish. But then, at his word, at his word. So that is impact. And that was when a seed was planted in Peter as well. A seed was planted in Peter. Now, the second thing to notice is, in their life, Peter kept on, kept on being with Jesus. One thing to note in that text again before I forget. The catch that they got, none of them used it. Did, 
they left all what they caught and followed him. Maybe you didn't, you didn't notice it. He said they pulled, they pulled the, the catch into the, into the ship. But then afterwards, once they got to the shore, they left all they caught there and just followed him. Dependence. See, it is, it is one thing to have a catch with God on your side. But it is one thing to leave the catch and follow the one who gave you the catch. That's what I'm telling you. That was when a, a seed was planted in Peter that he noticed that indeed, at his word, the fish came. So why will I follow the catch instead of the one whose word? The source, the seed. If you put a seed in the ground, if you put a seed in the ground, you water it. You water it. So, Peter and the other disciples, leaving all they caught and following him. That was a period of watering. A period of watering. They left everything they had and they followed him. And throughout Peter being with them, he asking questions. He, you know his kind of behavior in the Bible. But, <laughs> Peter. Peter. So the seed has to be watered. So I'm in the second part of the four things that I talked about. Being watered. And don't forget dependence as well. You, you, can't, you can't have a catch and then detach from the source. If you have a catch at someone's word, you don't get attached to the catch and detach from the source. It will not work. So Peter and the other disciples following Jesus, that was a time of watering, a time of nourishment. Because understand, they were men who were living their lives before Jesus entered the fray. So one thing to notice is you can't detach yourself from the source and expect growth. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> you, you can't detach yourself from the source and expect growth. It doesn't happen. So they stayed with the, the master. They stayed with him. And in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 to 20, Jesus asked his disciples a very intimate question. First, he asked them, who do people say I am? And they were very quick to respond. You see, anytime it's about somebody, you are very loud. I'm talking to you. Anytime it's about somebody, you are very loud. But wait until we ask you a personal question. See how well you can think. See how much time it takes to respond. The awkward silence when Jesus asked, So, what do you also say or who do you also say I am? They were all quiet for a moment. But, again, but then again, that is the point where you notice growth. Or you notice that somebody has been impacted by you. So Peter opened his mouth and he answered the question by saying, You are the son of the living God. Paraphrased. Read it for us. Just so we can, we can get a bit of the context. Matthew chapter 16 verse 13 to 20. I read in Jesus' name. Simon Peter answered and said, 
You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Amen. Shall I continue? It's okay. He answered. One thing to note about that answer is, it shows the level of impact Jesus has had on his disciples. If we don't know all of them, at least for Peter, we know what kind of impact. Because he said, the answer that you just gave, it is not by your own understanding. And the thing to notice, Peter has been with Jesus all this while. He witnessed the transfiguration. He witnessed when uh, her own mother was healed. And so all of that time, something was being nourished in him. Something was being fed in him. Now, once you put a seed in the ground and you don't put water on it, it doesn't grow. Once you get attached to a source and you begin to bear fruit, and because you are bearing fruit, you think or you think to yourself, oh, maybe I can go independent of the source. You realize a different result. So, empowered for impact. You can't, you can't detach yourself from your source of empowerment. You can't detach yourself from it. You have to feed yourself by that very source. Understand that Jesus Christ, by his life that he lived, before and after his death, that is the standard of living. He came to represent Jesus. Uh, sorry, he, he came to represent God to us. He is the spitting image of the Father. He came to give us a standard by which we should live. So his life before and after his death, that is the resurrection. It gives us what to look at to feed the seed that he has planted in us. And so it brings me back again. You can't detach yourself from the source and expect fruit. You can't deny yourself nourishment and expect to grow. Your nourishment is Christ Jesus. Your nourishment is Christ Jesus. Now again. Growth. Growth is shown mostly in when you talk. Like on Friday, our, our pastor said, sometimes you can be in a room full of intelligent people and even without opening your mouth, you are considered intelligent because you are in a room full of intelligent people just by sitting silent, not saying anything. You are intelligent because you are in a room full of intelligence. Your growth can only be determined once you open your mouth. And once you open your mouth to speak, who or what are you speaking? I mean, the better thing to ask is, who are you speaking? Are you speaking Christ? Or are you speaking something else? Because he is the source of your empowerment. And so if you open your mouth, the only representation that you should be representing at that moment is Christ. So imagine yourself, bringing back bringing myself back to what our pastor said in Bible Academy, that if you find yourself in a room full of unbelievers, then what would you be speaking? Bad association corrupts good habits. Otherwise, why would Peter still stay with Jesus? It is important not to detach yourself from the source. 
Otherwise, growth won't be evident. Because once you open your mouth, it is amazing that every time the Bible talks about gifts, the first thing he talks about is speaking. Speaking. Then it means if your mouth is shut, the environment we find ourselves in, you are likely to be associated with that environment because your mouth is shut. So don't detach yourself from your source. Your source is Christ. We are each and everyone's keeper. We are our brother's keeper. So if you detach yourself from your brother in Christ, if you detach yourself from your Bible, where lies your strength? Where lies the possibility of growth? How are you going to get nourished? Because in this life, I can testify, it is not easy. Especially if you, if you find yourself in a particular situation that I'm very much aware with. It's, it's a whole different picture. So if you detach yourself from your source, how are you going to come out of that situation? How are you going to see beyond that situation that seems so, so big for you? Growth is evident when you open your mouth. Growth is evident when you open your mouth. Now we are coming to the reproduction part because we have talked about growth. Growth is evident when you open your mouth. So speak Jesus. Don't detach yourself from your brethren in Christ. Empowered for impact. Now reproduction. We will read Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 5. Very popular scripture. Acts chapter 2, 1 to 5. And I read in Jesus' name. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues, as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there, were, and there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. Amen. Amen. So that particular time when Peter spoke, 3,000 souls were one. And that is impact. But one thing to notice is, Jesus wasn't there with him in person. Jesus wasn't there with him in person, but he was there with him in spirit. Impact. For some of us, if things are like completely clear, if, if all the facts align, then we have peace. Then we have understanding. Then we have the boldness to move. That is for some of us. I can testify to that I'm like that. I like to plan ahead. So if the facts don't align or if I don't have all the bearings in position, I'm a bit skeptical to move. But one thing to notice is Peter didn't have all the facts aligned, at least to his flesh. By sight, all the facts, all, all the things that needed to align for him to have an impact were not physical to his eyes. As of a mighty rushing wind. And just to go back a little bit, 
when Jesus was with them, at a point in time, he gave them a bit of power. Like they had to have a feel of how the power is like. And he told them, go two by two into cities and have a feel and touch people and heal. So they had a feeling of how it felt to have power. And when they came, they were all happy and telling, telling Jesus about it. But it's, it's, it's one thing to have Jesus with you and it's one thing to have Jesus not being with you. So, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus being with them, they, they, were, they were confident. They knew they had the backing of their master. They knew they, they had the backing of, of their leader. But what if the leader is absent? What if you can't see the master? How do you make impact? Things, things shouldn't be tangible only to our flesh. Things shouldn't only be tangible to our natural. It is important that we make things tangible in our supernatural. If Christ is not tangible in your supernatural, this time I'm talking believe. If you can't conceive that indeed Christ has died for you and he is on the inside of you, your impact will be kept on the inside of you. Because here Peter did not see Jesus. Jesus did not order them to go in the flesh. They didn't see him tell them, okay, I have given you a bit of the power. Go and have a taste. So they knew that at least they have authority. But this time, something happened. The tongues, the, the spirit fell on them. And Jesus was not visible. But even though not in flesh, they believed that what had happened has given them the power to step out. Not in the flesh. It, it wasn't relevant. It wasn't relevant in the flesh. They, they couldn't see. They couldn't perceive it in the flesh. But then, once that happened, they believed that indeed this was what the master said. Now he's not here. What he said has happened. So in that, it being tangible in our knowing, we would take the step. And they stepped outside and 3,000 were saved. Today, Jesus is not here with you. He's not tangible. You can't touch him in the flesh. You can't high-five him in the flesh. But you can high-five him in the spirit. You can speak to him in the spirit. You have been empowered in your knowing. You have been empowered in your understanding. What are you doing with that understanding? What are you doing with that knowledge? The text said, we have been empowered with the gift of apostleship to, to win people. So your focus is not things. Your focus is people. Your brother to your left, your mother to the right. That is your focus. The brethren outside there, they are your focus. This morning we've been empowered that we may make impact. Let us not detach ourselves from the source. Without the source, there is no growth. Without the source, there is no reproduction. This morning, if we are here, we are telling you about the source. The source is Christ Jesus. The source is Christ Jesus. He is who we preach. He is who we speak about. Forget about all the jumping, all the singing. 
He is what we are talking about. He is who we are talking about. And so I beseech you, brethren, if you're here, this is the moment for you. This is the moment for you. This is the moment for you. This is the moment for you.